0: Many of you out there have worked hard at your careers for a long time, been very good at what you do, but haven't been able to achieve that level of income or career advancement. You've tried and tried without much success, but what about your soft skills? It's a term that's actually talked about quite often, and it's the basis behind the book Unequaled by former Morgan Stanley investment banker, James Rundy. He says that emotional intelligence, or EQ, is the key to success. And Jim joins us on the show right now. Jim, welcome. Greatly appreciate your time.
1: Hi, Dan. I'm excited to be on your program.
0: Thank you, sir. I, I'm guessing that you've probably seen a few cases of this in the course of your professional career, correct? People that just, you know, they, they're great workers, but for some reason, they're not able to put it all together professionally to have that, you know, that that phenomenal career.
1: That's exactly right, uh, Dan. And um, uh, it, it, during the course of my uh, 40 plus years at Morgan Stanley, I sat through thousands of promotion decisions uh, for people moving up, and the number one stumbling block was one of three things: either they weren't adaptable, they need they were not good at collaborating, right. or they didn't uh, they, they didn't click with clients. In other words, they would they could not create empathy with clients. So the three key words. Uh, in terms of uh, emotional intelligence, for me, are adaptability, collegiality, and empathy. And as you said, uh, what I found was that EQ was the secret sauce to career success.
0: Well, go into it. Explain what is all kind of entailed in emotional intelligence in your mind.
1: Well, I, in emotional intelligence to me, I think an easy way to look at it is that uh, there are cognitive skills, there's work ethic. And then there's this third dimension of, of soft skills or emotional intelligence. And uh, the, several things about it. One, uh, cognitive skills and work ethic are very easy to measure. Emotional intelligence is dip, more difficult to measure. And in my experience, uh, that the, uh, the, the professional service firms – The banks, the law firms, the accounting firms, and the consulting firms don't do a good job at the front end in terms of screening for emotional intelligence. What they do is they screen for cognitive skills, grade point average, and work ethic. And they figure that over time they'll sort out uh, who's got the soft skills to succeed. But unfortunately, those people, when they start out, don't realize that the soft skills are going to be the differentiators. Uh, at the front end, it's at the beginning, it's adaptability, and then over time, it becomes much more about networking and team building, and then finally, uh, bringing in business, and that requires clients to know you, to like you, and to trust you, which has nothing to do with your cognitive skills.
0: Well, and, and that's kind of the interesting uh, piece to this book is that you break down careers, basically the early portion of the career a- and kind of the back half of the career as well. And obviously the early part it deals with kind of that buildup that, that you refer to. And, and the back half is more about you know dealing with the clients and, and being perceived as somebody that can really get the job done, correct? That's
1: correct. And so in the early... The early phases of people's career, they need to. The very first thing is adapt from the academic world to the business world. And, and simply put, in the and adap- the academic world, the teacher has the answer and the teacher is there to help you. Right. In the business world, the boss is expecting you to come up with an answer, and you're expected to help the boss. So everything's turned on its head. Right. Some people have that have trouble making that first adjustment. Uh, they keep expecting their boss to give them the answer or give them a job description. And then over time, uh, people uh, uh, need to learn uh, not only about dealing with bosses, but dealing with different kinds of projects, uh, juggling projects, uh, finding mentors, uh, finding sponsors is a difference. Um, And that's just to get them to the next level, uh, which is in terms of they're good at processing business other people bring in uh, in these different uh, categories of professional service firms. And eventually they show they can do that. But then now they're going to need to make another shift, another pivot, because now now they're not trying to keep their boss happy. They're trying to find clients and bring in business and keep clients happy. Completely different set of soft skills.
0: Well, a lot of people would say that that the second half of the career – ends up being almost just as important as as the first half. Obviously, as you said, that with the first half, you're learning so much, but there's almost an expectation of once you get to the second half of your career, you have to have all those first-half skills in place and effective and working, or else your value to the company goes down, correct?
1: That's correct. But also, um, you can't be in the office doing your own spreadsheets and out of the road bringing in business at the same time. Right. So then you also right. need to learn to delegate. And train the people and develop the people under the junior people underneath you so that they can be doing those, um, uh, the details, the deadlines, and the data yeah. uh, to give you the leverage to go out and bring in the business.
0: You talk about, in terms of the early part of a person's career, uh, that if you're somebody that isn't a team player and you do complain a good bit, that is just that, that's, that's going to really hurt your career.
1: That's right. It's almost like kindergarten. Works and plays well with others, and, and 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 the other thing is, there's a terrific book called The "Wisdom of Crowds," uh, in which the basic point is that all of us are smarter than any one of us. Right. And so the the, the person who thinks that in this complex, fast-paced, global world that they can do, do bring do the business and bring in the business all by themselves is setting themselves up for failure. And uh, the big firms. Don't want a lone wolf. They want a team player.
0: We are joined by uh, Jim Rundy. His book is called Unequaled. Your comments are welcome at 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866 is the number to give us a call. You mentioned those three D's that you bring up in the book Deal, uh, Deadlines, Details, and Data. How much has the data part of it? Uh, maybe overtaken the other two because of this digital world that we live in, and there's just so much data being thrown at at people each and every day.
1: Well, a couple of things. Uh, there's no question that, we're, that that data is is it's like a fire hose. Um, <laughs> and when I first started the business, uh, we only had one computer, and data entry was by punch cards. If you even know what those are. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, so, so things have changed a lot, um, and. Uh, now uh, clients and customers have um, access to the same data as anybody else. So the, 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 the trick now is with, with virtual reality and artificial intelligence and big data, the trick now is to find a way to turn data into insight. And clients want custom-tailored insight. They already have the data. They've got too much data. Mm-hmm. And so the way you add value today is you create insight, and the the example I give in the book is you take a piece of information, you put it in context of what's going on with the client, you do some uh, quantitative analysis, and then you add some judgment, and the combination of those factors turns information into insight or data into insight, and that's that's what clients want.
0: how frequent do you think it is in in this in this world uh, today that people don't have these these soft uh, soft skills, I should say, coming out of college? It, it, I, I would think that now in this day and age, it, it almost has to be something that people are developing while they're in school. So in some respects, they have to hit the ground running when they when they come out and hit the real world.
1: Well, it'd be great if they did develop it in school, but. Um what what I've found is that as I mentioned a minute ago in the recruiting process soft skills are under assessed in other words they're not properly measured right and then at, at once people get, hi- get, get hired um, they're often slow to be developed by the by the uh, human resources people uh, and only when there's a problem only when somebody gets passed over for promotion uh, does a person realize that they they the the person undervalued, underappreciated how much the uh, soft skills are going to be the differentiator. Because every person at these high-powered firms has a great work work ethic yep. and a terrific grade point average and went to great schools like Wharton. But not every Wharton graduate does as well as the next Wharton graduate. They've all got the same degree, and what is it? What is the? What's the differentiator? What I've learned is it's one of these three things: adaptability, collaboration, or empathy. Some of these. Some of these people are complete rocket scientists, uh, but they they can't work in teams, or they they uh, clients uh,
0: don't want to work with them. Out of those three, uh, and just thinking about it, uh, empathy might be the one that that. I, I I see as as the potential of not fitting with the other two because people will talk sometimes in in the in the workplace that you have to have that tough skin. Uh, is that is empathy the one that if there is one that that maybe doesn't fit in this group? Well, uh, let's let's put it this way. I I
1: think the uh, adaptability and collaboration is much more inside the company, and the right. empathy is on the outside of the company. What I've learned okay. is that. Uh, clients look at the big firms, the, the banks, the law firms, the accounting firms, and consulting firms, and because of the crash of 08, all those big firms have all consolidated. They're all global. They've got all great technology. And so it's much harder for the firms to, to – uh, and, and it's much more competitive. So right. it's much more difficult for the clients to differentiate themselves. So what, what I'm see, what I've seen is – and I'm seeing – is that clients, therefore, go for the person that they like and they trust.
0: Right. Your comments are welcome at 844 Wharton 844 844-942-7866. You're more than welcome to give us a call right now. If you can't get to your phone, you can send me a comment via Twitter, either my Twitter account, which is at Dan Loney, L-O-N-E-Y 21, or for the show, at Biz Radio, B-I-Z Radio 111. Farouk is in Morristown, New Jersey. Farouk, go ahead.
1: Yes, my question is regarding the career. Um, so the notion that's been discussed at the moment is that in in any person's career, there are going to be two halves. There's going to be the, the initial half where you're going to learn, and then the one where you're going to be more in a, a leadership role. The way the economy is working at the moment in, in, the, in this the digitally transformative world, there's always going to be uh, an overlap of the two. You are not just going to be... Selling, but you'll probably will have to also go back to the drawing board and learn from the scratch, because the technology is just changing at such a fast pace. So, how do you marry the two thoughts uh, in the world of Ei and EQ? Okay, that's a that's a terrific question, and uh, you're absolutely right. There is the learning aspect to it and a leadership aspect to it, and then I would put a third dimension in there, which is a client aspect, dealing with customers. Learning and leading is more like internal customers and clients are external. But there's no question that all three of those overlap. I would say that um, an, important, an important attitude is to have continuing education. In other words, you're not, nobody can be a know-it-all. Things are moving too quickly today. And the other thing that, uh, that I've had to learn is that I need upward mentoring. In other words, the younger people coming out of Wharton and other great schools are the ones who teach me the apps, uh, teach, me, teach me analytical techniques, um, which, which really helps me. Uh, keep my game sharp. So it's not only continuing education, but it's being willing to be coached and trained by people starting out, not just by people above you.
0: And that's kind of why thank you for for the call. That's kind of why in going through this this book, Jim, I got the sense that exactly like that, I mean obviously there's a lot to learn from this book for the person that is is really starting out their career. But there are a, a few things in this book that, that people that are you know into that second half of their career may not think about on a daily basis.
1: Yes, exactly. So, so uh, you know, one of the things I talk about in the book is uh, there are two kinds of listeners. When you're working with clients, there are people who listen to respond, and there are people who listen to listen. The person who listens to respond is basically the kind of person who can't wait to get the microphone, and their sentence with the client or the customer starts out, yes, but. Yeah. And, that, that, and if they're, they're basically an intellectual showoff, and that person leaves the meeting with their swagger and their arrogance intact, but no business. The person who listens to listen is the person who, who is able to get the client to keep talking, almost like peeling the onion, and the client realizes that that listener is trying to understand the problem, trying to help, the, and trying to help the client. And the client, the more the client talks, the more the the listener understands the problem and is able to solve the problem. And that's the person, the person who listens, leaves the meeting with an order, leaves the meeting with an assignment. Nothing about swagger or or arrogance, but rather that kind of humility, that kind of empathy, pays off big in terms of new business.
0: Great uh, comments there. Let's go to Des Moines, Iowa. Brian, welcome to the show. Go ahead, Brian.
1: Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, my question in, in part uh, seemed to be answered a little bit, but you know, I've read Daniel Go- Goldman's book um, about emotional intelligence, and I guess you know, the attributes of emotional intelligence were identified, but I'm curious as to, you know, does your book lay out any sort of steps, any sort of plans to help develop it, as opposed to simply identify what the attributes are? That's, that's an excellent question, and I would say two things. Um, uh, Mr. Goldman, uh, Dr. Goldman, is a you know highly respected scientist and psychologist, and he writes it from a scientific point of view. Um, my book is much more pragmatic and applied as opposed to theory. And the second thing is we talk about in the book is that the first thing to do in terms of developing your EQ is to, to prioritize it. This, this is something that I'm going to take seriously. This is something I want to improve. The second thing to do is to talk to your bosses and your mentors in terms of what part of your game needs improvement in terms of adaptability, collaboration, and empathy. The third thing is to ask your boss to give you a chance to demonstrate or develop those skills with clients or in internal meetings. And the last thing is there's some excellent books out there. I already mentioned The Wisdom of Crowds. Daniel Goleman's got some very good books. And the one that I would recommend the most is called how to Win Friends and Influence People by uh, Carnegie. And, and so I think there are some specific action steps people can take, and I talk about this in the book, to improve their emotional intelligence as opposed to a scientific analysis of it.
0: Brian, thank you very much for the comment. Again, your calls are welcome at 844 Wharton, 844 942 7866. Author Jim Rundy, formerly of Morgan Stanley, joining us. His book is Unequaled Tips for Building a Successful Career Through Emotional Intelligence. Uh, you talk a little bit in the book as well uh, about as people go along in their careers, kind of taking a personal assessment, which I think a lot of people do from time to time, uh, but maybe they don't do it often enough in their careers.
1: Right. Yes, I think uh, taking a personal asses- assessment is um, is is a very thing, a very important thing to do. You don't want to be uh, a navel gazer, but you want to personally kind of take stock of. How happy you are with your boss, how happy you are with your job, with your resources and your responsibilities, uh, and think about what you can do, what could you change, and what I want more of this or less of that, or better this or a different that, um, and then figure out. And talking to your boss and your mentor in terms of what what are the things you could do to make you yourself happier, uh, and that will what I found is will make you more successful. Um, and I think another part of personal assessment is having some peripheral vision. What are the things that people, other people at your level are doing that you're not doing? Um, not in a competitive sense, but just as an assessment sense. You know, are, what kind of projects are they doing? What kind of extracurricular things are they doing? What kind of people are they working with? What kind of clients are they working with? So you have a sense of where you stand.
0: Uh, you also talk uh, not only about finding a mentor, but uh, also finding what, what you call a sponsor, which uh, I guess is that, that ultimate person to really have your back in, in the corporate structure.
1: Yeah, that's a very important point. Um, I, I developed that quite a bit in detail in the book because everybody knows about networking and everybody knows about mentors. And obviously a mentor is somebody you talk to as kind of a coach, but a sponsor is even more important because a sponsor is somebody who talks about you who talks to, you to, to talks up speaks up for you in promotion decisions or speaks up for you in terms of senior uh, senior leaders or a sponsor is the person who uh, will have your back and make sure that you get the best shot in terms of getting ahead that's different than a mentor a mentor can be like a secret santa claus nobody knows about a sponsor is right. going
0: to have to be out there speaking up for you 844 Wharton is the number to give us a call, 844-942-7866. Uh, when you get to that second half of the career, uh, and you, you're, you're dealing with clients more. So you talk also a little bit about dealing with the client meeting, which is probably something that a lot of people in the younger portions of their career really don't get involved in. And it's I get the sense it's almost a, a skill that you need to pick up on the fly. Well, it, does. it
1: is a very important skill, and I think when you're starting out, the more you can find your way to get invited to watch a senior person do a client meeting, it's almost like an apprenticeship. You can see how they handle it. They can see how they persuade. You can see how they sell. You can see how they negotiate. Uh, but you can also see how they start and finish. A, a a a a professional person who goes into a, an important client meeting and starts out by talking about news, weather, and sports is a person who's not well prepared. <laughs> or, and a person who at the end of the meeting says, "Well, okay, that's um, the, the, thanks for your time. Uh, see you next time." That's a very weak finish. A person, a, a professional person, needs to have to figure out. Well, let me sum up. Now that we've learned the question, now that we understand more of what's on your mind. Um, I'm confident we can do a great job for you, and we will be back with a proposal next Tuesday. That's a strong close. You see the difference?
0: Yeah, and I, I was just going to say, so it's a good thing that I didn't start this interview by asking you your your feelings on Game 7 of the World Series tonight. <laughs>
1: uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great series with, with two great teams, and um, it's, <laughs> it, uh, I'll be watching, and, and I'm, I'm happy for everybody that's, that uh, such an exciting series
0: well I'll let you sum up the book now in in, in about 45 seconds if you can really the key elements that, that people need to consider uh, in terms of of emotional intelligence for their careers
1: okay Dan well uh, first of all thanks again for having me on the program absolutely uh, what uh, what I learned over 40 years is that emotional intelligence is the secret sauce for career success um, I, I I say that based on sitting through thousands of uh, promotion decisions and, and seeing that people s- struggled, not because of their cognitive skills, not because of their work ethic, because everybody else has cognitive great cognitive skills and great work ethic, but it was either adaptability, collaboration, or empathy that caused people to stumble. And there is a way to take your game up on uh, soft skills or emotional intelligence, and that's why I wrote the book.
0: Great to have you, Jim. Uh, thank you very much for coming on. Okay, Dan, great to be with you. Thank you. All the best to you. Jim Rundy, formerly of uh, Morgan Stanley. The book is Unequaled, Tips for Building a Successful Career Through Emotional Intelligence. It's available in bookstores and online right now. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.